Have you ever been stuck troubleshooting an equipment issue in the field? If only you had more information to solve that problem. Now you do, thanks to Watermark. Watermark, a leading manufacturer's representative devoted to giving you concise and informative tips about how you can solve that equipment issue quickly and definitively. Go to eWatermark.net to view their library of troubleshooting videos. That's E as an excellence, Watermark.net. Welcome to Scaling Up, the podcast where we're scaling up on knowledge so we don't scale up our systems. Scaling Up Nation, my name is Trace Blackmore, your host for Scaling Up H2O. And this is going to be a very different show today. This is a show, again, that is straight from the audience, and they're all questions about the mastermind. You hear just about every podcast that I do at the end. I am advertising that we have a group for us water treater folk and and actually other folks, quite frankly. But we have a group called the Rising Tide Mastermind. I started the Rising Tide Mastermind in January of this year. And since that time, it has just been wildly successful. And I don't just mean that we filled up groups. We have some incredible people within those groups, people that have supported each other, people that have grown with each other. And and that's what I mean when I say successful. Now, you might be asking yourself the question, all right, I hear every end of the show where he talks about a mastermind. He's talking about a mastermind. What the heck is a mastermind? And when I talk with people about a mastermind, and we're going to talk a little bit later that in order to be a member of the mastermind, that there's an interview process, there's an application process, and then an interview where I actually call the person and make sure they know exactly what they're getting into, making sure that they're a good fit for the group. And more times than not, they don't really understand what a mastermind is, and they think it's a master class, like they're going to learn the top water treatment skills from me and 10 easy lessons. And and folks, that's not what this is. It couldn't be any different from that. What it is, is, well, I think the best way to explain it is where it came from. Napoleon Hill wrote a book back in the 1920s called Think and Grow Rich. And in that book, he coined the term mastermind. What he did in the book is he tried to figure out what successful people did, and then he wrote a book about it. And he found that successful people get together with other successful people to talk about what their issues are. And then those other successful people can give advice based on their experiences. And now the person with the issue has all of this new knowledge from others' experiences that they can then put into practice. So the short of it is, is you don't have to mess up in order to get the experience. And let's face it, that's where we get most experience is we mess something up. I heard somebody say once is experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. So I guess that's as good as any. But just think about it. When the last mistake you made, you learned something from that. You can now share that with somebody to prevent them from making the mistake, and then they can learn from your experiences. Now, I've personally been a member of a mastermind for over eight years, 
And I met my business coach, Tim Fulton, who's been on this show a couple of times as a result of this mastermind that I've been a member of. I started this podcast as a result of the mastermind. I've hired a virtual assistant as a result of the mastermind. And the issue I didn't even bring up to the group, the people in the group knew me so well, they saw that I was stressed out and they saw that I was just doing way too much and it was draining me. And they wanted to know how they could help and how they helped was they started asking me what was going on and then they became concerned when they found out all the things that I was doing, they were literally concerned for my health and well-being. And then an individual in the group suggested that I hire somebody to help me with that. And I really didn't see how I could hire somebody full-time with that. And then he worked with me on how I could hire a virtual assistant. And folks, other than doing this podcast, that has been one of the best decisions that I have ever made. I am not only happier, I'm more productive. People have noticed that I've gotten my patience back. I have more time to listen to people and give myself to people. That was all because somebody within my mastermind group took the time to talk with me. They said they noticed something was not right as they were watching me. What was it? They found out what it was and they gave me some advice. I can't tell you how many decisions that group has helped me make. It's just been incredible. And that's why last January, I decided that I was going to bring the first mastermind group to the water treatment community. And it has just been great. And because of that, and because I've been talking about it on the show a little bit, I've received a lot of questions from the Scaling Up Nation about the mastermind group. So the mastermind group is called the Rising Tide Mastermind. And since we started, we have filled up two full groups. There's about 10 people in each group, and I have a waiting list for two new groups. I thought rather than answering those questions about the Rising Tide Mastermind, that I would get some of the members of the Rising Tide Mastermind to answer them with their own firsthand experiences. So let's see if we can answer some of your questions about the Rising Tide Mastermind. Well, Scaling Up Nation, this is a first. I don't have one lab partner or two lab partners or three lab partners. I actually have four lab partners today. So today we're gonna to be talking about the Rising Tide Mastermind. And I've got four members of the Rising Tide Mastermind to help share some of their experiences about what they've had with the Rising Tide. So I wanna to try to introduce you guys, each one. I think you've all been on the podcast, so the Scaling Up Nation knows you. I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but Mark Lewis, why don't we start with you? So uh, introduce yourself to the Scaling Up Nation as if you have to, but go ahead and do it anyway. Sure, Trace. I'm Mark Lewis. I am the most requested guest on the Scaling Up podcast, and uh, I'm just here to, to lend some information, knowledge, support uh, to the Scaling Up Nation. Well, we appreciate that. And next up, we've got Connor Parrish. Hey, guys. This is Connor Parrish here in Colorado. Excited to be back on Scaling Up, and hopefully I can help uh, share my experiences with the Mastermind Group. It's been great. 
Well, I appreciate that. And I know the nation does as well. And then we've got Eric Russo. Hey, guys. Eric Russo here coming from the Boston area. Happy to be on as well. Excited to get uh, with a great group of people and share the value that the Mastermind Group has added to, uh, to my day. All right. And then last but certainly not least, Brian Fisk. Hey guys, Brian Fisk uh, out here in Atlanta, uh, actually pretty nearby Trace. Uh, excited to be on today and, and happy to see everybody again. Well, guys, thanks again for coming on. Today, uh, I've never done an interview with four people at the same time, so we're all going to be learning this together. But I want to ask you all this question. When I talk with people about the mastermind, a lot of times they don't even know the term mastermind, but I'm curious why did you guys join the Rising Tide Mastermind? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll pop in here. This is Mark. Uh, just want to say that uh, I've been friends with Trace for about 13, 14 years now. And sometimes I get jealous about the things that he gets done and he has the same 24 hours I have. And so when we've talked about things, he, he talked about procedures and policies and things that he, the way he lives his life. And, and I said, well, I can do half of the things that he does in a given day, I think I'll be pretty productive. And so when the mastermind group was introduced, I said, let me get in on this thing. I want to be a part of this. I want to learn how to be more productive and uh, make my days to where I can enjoy my family time uh, and separated from my work time. And so I like what Trace does. And so I said, I want to be, I want to do things a lot like Trace. So let me, let me figure out what he's doing. So that's why I joined the group. Yeah, for me, I, one of the things that uh, really helped me when I got into the industry was being a part of the AWT and going to all the AWT trainings. And as a re result of that, I was able to kind of build a network of people within the industry that made me feel like I was less on an island. And so when I heard about the mastermind group, it was just another kind of extension of that, a more formal way to network and be a part of a group of other people in the industry. And so I just wanted to jump on it right away. And so far, it's been it's been fantastic. And, and this is Brian. Uh, so really, one of the big things is talking with Trace, uh, you know, being new in the industry, being new in really working in, in a remote uh, capability. You know, it's it's very easy to get distracted, to stay in a in a path that's going to be slow for you or, or not as effective as you possibly can be. So I'm always searching out ideas and, and ways to become more productive. And uh, so I, I want to give it a try. Hey, guys, Eric here. Um, for me, like like Mark had mentioned, uh, huge supporter of AWT and huge supporter of Trace Blackmore just about anything he does, whether it's podcast or the training he does during AWT. But I was excited because like most people in the water treatment industry, there's always a struggle with work and life. And I had a daughter on the way and I was probably a little more mindful of how much I was working and how I can adjust my schedule or, or make it in such a way that was sustainable for my family. And this conversation is a little more difficult when you don't have people in the water treatment industry because they don't understand the travel aspect, the service aspect, the technical uh, knowledge needed to be successful. Um, it's a little more difficult to, to balance that. So to have a group of like-minded individuals to work through with the goal of self-development, it's really helpful to kind of hash through those problems for me. 
Well, thanks for that, guys. And I don't want people to think that the Mastermind Group is just about me. I really appreciate the things that you said, but I pretty much all I do is facilitate the group. So people understand what it is that we do on a weekly basis. Does one of you want to share what a typical Mastermind session looks like? Yeah, this is Connor. So uh, every week we are are able to meet, and I think it's great that we do it weekly because it keeps us accountable. But every week we meet for an hour and it's very structured that hour. Um, we come in and we check in to see is there anything that we need to follow up on or report to the group from an accountability standpoint that we said we would get done by a certain date. And the nice thing is we we record that and then follow up each week um, to make sure everyone is achieving what they were supposed to do. If we had reading, one of the things that's nice about this is we uh, have a signed reading for books that it's not too cumbersome if you don't like to read, but I think there's a lot of value um, and the pace is great. So we will discuss any key points from the reading there at the beginning and kind of work on some general you know, housekeeping. And then from there, we really start to dive in uh, to what we call being in the middle, which is where one of the members of the group each week comes with a problem that they want to present. So this starts by that member describing the problem to the group and then indicating, you know, what is the goal that they want to accomplish from, you know, the discussion that's about to ensue. So from there, everyone will then spend maybe 20 minutes or so asking clarifying questions in which everyone is doing exactly that, asking questions and the person in the middle then responds. There's no back and forth dialogue at this point. It's just clarifications. And then from there, once we feel as a group that the problem is understood and all the questions are answered, we move forward to providing recommendations. Each member of the group then you know, gives them insight and some feedback based on what they heard to the person in the middle, who finally then kind of compiles all of that advice and says, okay, this is, this is what I'm taking away from the advice of the group, and here's what you can expect from me as far as tackling the problem and hopefully resolving it within the next couple of weeks, depending on the scale of the problem. So Connor, I want to unpack a couple of things that you said there, because I know we've got members out there in the Scaling Up Nation that are thinking, oh my gosh, you guys meet once a week. How do they possibly have time to meet once a week? Who wants to take that one? I'll just say that, Trace, this is Mark. At first, I thought weekly meetings, an hour in the middle of the day was going to be tough. But, you know, the thing about it is, is we do these, these calls um, in our car, in the office, um, wherever we are. We've had members in mechanical rooms. It's you kind of stop what you're doing. You log into the Zoom call. We see each other's faces. And, and that's the way we do our call. And if I had to say that I'm going to give up an hour every week in the middle of the most important time that I work, the time that I should be with my customers and their plants, et cetera, I'd say you are foolish. But, you know, we've, we've had these, this mastermind group has been around for a little over a quarter now, and I've only missed one. And it's because someone else scheduled a call during the time in which the mastermind met and I was able to join. Every time I've had control of my schedule, it's penciled in, it's written in, and it happens. And I'm glad that it did. And I'm glad that I did. So the concept of I can't afford to give up an hour every week, I don't think that you can afford not to give up that hour because you're going to get more out of it because the other 39 hours are going to be so much more productive. I think you bring up a good point, Mark. 
just the activity of, of carving out that hour of time, knowing that this is something I'm going to be present for, listening and participating in, just doing that time blocking exercise is a great start to something that I've really kind of expanded over the rest of my schedule during the week and month and stuff. And we dig into deeper, at least this past quarter, with the most recent book we're reading. And it's kind of funny, during that hour, that is the thing that happens. That's the thing that we're focused on. And if you sit back and say, oh, I'm going to give my office an hour to get these things done, I allow other distractions to take place. And I, and I, and I don't use my time productively. During this call, during this hour call, I'm totally able to carve that time out and 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 get the the call in, get the information, participate fully. And what it does, it builds confidence in me that I could carve out other hours during the week, be very productive. And so something that should take 30 minutes doesn't end up in taking an hour because I've had these interruptions or, or things like that. I can take my phone and put it on mute and don't answer it. And the world doesn't stop spinning. And it tells me that during my time that I allow to get projects done and I set time aside, I can do those and the world won't stop spinning. I don't have to stop and do something else. You bring up a good point there, Mark, in terms of I I think the, the whole the way it's structured with an hour every week, the accountability piece of the rest of the members in terms of being present and being there for everyone else is huge. And it it's a really, I guess, easy way to practice that intentional, you know, being present in the moment. And that's one thing that I'm really grateful for is, you know, everyone else kind of holding me to that just to show up and be there and be a, an, an active member of the group. Well, let's talk a little bit about that, the word accountability, because not only are we expecting each other to be there so we can help each other through our issues, but we're also holding each other accountable that that person does what they say they're going to do. And I know a lot of people listening out there are thinking, that doesn't sound very good, but you guys are here because you like that. Speak a little around that. Yeah, I'll take that one, Trace. Uh, th- this is Brian again. I, I think accountability and in- a lot of people, it kind of brings up a negative connotation, which really isn't accurate. Uh, accountability is yourself. It's saying that I'm going to make this commitment. I'm going to make this promise. I'm going to follow through with it and I'm going to give it my best effort. And really what we have here with the mastermind is really unique, uh, especially the way that we're doing it within a, a, a very select kind of industry is that we have a lot of people who have the same problems they've gone through, had different experiences and different solutions. And what it does is it just eliminates those obstacles that you see to, to really achieving the goals that are important to you. Connor also described the problem-solving track that we use. And Nation, if you noticed, we didn't give advice until the very end. We made sure that we understood what the issue was. So we go around, like he said, for about 20 minutes asking clarifying questions. And I know when we first started this, this was difficult for all of you. The question that I have is how has holding off giving advice, learning more about the issue helped you not only in this group, but with your families, with your customers, your other relationships? I can take this one because I was probably the first offender. This is Eric Russo here. And um, this is by far my favorite part of the meeting. because this is something I'm actively working on, uh, getting better at every day for my family and for my career is listening. 
when someone presents a problem, most people, or at least myself, are quick to jump to a solution. But we don't realize we make a lot of assumptions along the way, or we don't have a lot of the information we need. And that 20 minutes is great for everyone to dig deeper, clarify exactly what's going on. And I thought I got it after the first call. And come the second call, I realized I just rephrased my recommendations and skewed them a little bit during the clarifying. I was asking questions where I was really trying to give advice. So it helped me dig deeper to listen. And that's my favorite part. And that, that's helped with my family as well, where I don't just jump to things. <laughs> I'll tell you, Eric, that's one of the hardest things for me when uh, people are asking questions and I've got to stop you because it's not a question. It's more of a leading question, I guess, is what I'm trying to say and not really a clarifying question. So I feel that on my end as well. And I also say that, guys, that one of the things it does is, is as water treaters, we each see these systems through our eyes. And so when, when people start asking questions, it actually opens up our eyes to the many other issues that can uh, be causing a certain issue. And uh, so you're, you're a little bit slower to think because you're not allowed to give advice right away. It's the whole group is asking questions. And so you're able to see things that you normally wouldn't think about because someone is asking a question about something that's over there and you're thinking about everything over here. And so it does help out. Yeah, I was just gonna. I, I feel like we're really fortunate in this group to have kind of a diversity of thought across it. I think we've got you know people from really all different regions of the country. We've got people in all different types of roles. You know, even a couple people that aren't you know true out in the field water treatment service guys. So I think that kind of diversity of of thought really helps get to kind of the essence of the problem. And kind of to Eric's point. I have a tendency to kind of jump to conclusions of what my theory on on the issue. And as we sit there for those 20 minutes, I, I bite my tongue and I'm really impressed with the questions that I hear because I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about that. And I, it's a great lesson for me to learn that, you know, slow down and, you know, try and come at it from multiple perspectives to really address the issue. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I've observed going through that is that in that clarifying question process, so many times we discover that the problem that we think we have isn't the actual problem, that we're missing something that is hugely important to the picture. That, you know what, if you didn't talk it out, if you didn't work through this process, you would never caught it. And the hard part is after you've heard everyone else's recommendation, it starts something in your head that says, oh, man, I wish I should have said this or should have I should have mentioned that, that this is also a possibility of, of the cause or should be part of the recommendation. And so you learn so much just because of what the other people have have stated uh, in their response. Yeah, I think uh, our most recent call, it was about 15 minutes into the clarifying questions and I'm sitting here looking at my notes that I'm writing down. I go, hold on a second. He said the problem was this, but I think it's something totally in a different direction. We need to clarify this. And it was with a, a different person uh, on a totally different topic. So it just opens opens your eyes to the problem that's we see on the surface after quite a few different people get their hands on it and give their insight. You realize it's something you probably never would have thought of. Something I've heard other individuals and, and even some of you guys say as well is, even though I didn't bring this issue up, 
I got so much out of the clarifying questions and then the advice that I now did something on something similar, even though I didn't bring it up in the group. Yeah, I'd say that self-reflection after a a meeting is really important, you know, especially as we're going through and and doing goal setting and understanding ourselves to figure out, you know, what are the things that I need to make sure I'm holding myself accountable for to really, you know, reach my potential. And I think some of the times, Trace, after the call is is over, uh, you'll have a, a thought. And so it's very nice to be able to pick up the phone and call the person who you are speaking to and reaffirm an idea or a topic or to give some additional advice about what's going on or what potentially could be going on and how they may want to address that. So just because the call's over doesn't mean the issue's over. And as you're thinking about things, you know, down the road, you've opened up a new thought process. I feel almost obligated that I got to call this person and, and share with them the other thoughts that I had and, You've got to call these people just so that they are or they're informed about every possible thing that could be going on. Mark, it's funny you bring that up because uh, this is Eric here. I think after my first time being in the middle, the following morning, I see that Mark Lewis is calling me and I'm driving for another two hours. So, okay, I'll answer, take a quick call. Me and Mark were on the phone for another hour and a half and he was building on the issue I presented to the group and talking me through it. And actually had some side accountability discussions where, where Mark had held me accountable. And Mark mentioned it opens up a different thought process, but it really opens up a whole nother relationship to another person that I, I feel confident reaching out to or comfortable reaching out to Mark and saying, Mark, can I have your view on this or, or any of the other members uh, in the group? So it's about those relationships too that you build. I'm sure there are listeners out there and they're thinking, okay, well, they just talk about water treatment related issues, but that's not the case. I mean, we've talked about personal issues. We've talked about things with each other's family. We've talked about uh, definitely issues with how to talk to customers. It's been all over the map. So my question for you guys, when you originally signed up, were you expecting that? Did you think the group was going to cover all this whole array of topics? You know, when I when I signed up, this is Connor. I I wasn't entirely sure what to expect. Obviously, Trace, we had had some conversations, and I think you had an idea of you know how it was going to look. But really, I understood that as the facilitator, you could kind of point it in a certain direction. But really, it was going to be up to the rest of the members of the group to kind of take it in a direction that that they wanted. Um, and it's been great to kind of see the diversity of problems that we've seen. And I think because it's not just technical water treatment related issues, uh, it's really had that much more value because um, again, it's getting us thinking in all different types of ways about our job. And it's sometimes easy to get stuck into the weeds of a technical issue, but I do think it's good to address, you know, all the other things that are going on that we face every day. Yeah. I think that most of the questions that we've had, I, I actually don't even really remember any serious technical questions that we had. Everything has been more of a discussion of, you know, if it's management personnel might be interacting with a difficult client situation who's going through some changes that you're trying to help them navigate. So most of it is has really been, you know, people, which is something that everybody can bring to the table. And I think a lot of it has been the, the shortcomings that we notice in ourselves and things that we can do to improve those. The, uh, the first book we read, the, the 12-week year, um, outlined a lot of things that uh, told me that 
that mark you're not very productive because you're not doing things the way you should be doing them and you or you look at the picture that you're looking at is way too big and and you're not focused you're not able to focus on what you need to focus on and start something do it and say it's finished so with that being said you know we think that we do things pretty well and and we what we realize is we do things Okay, we do things the way we do them and they get done and we're satisfied. But I think on a previous podcast, I shared a saying that your good be good until it can be better and your better be better until it can be the best. And I think that's what the mastermind group is doing for us is it's it's showing us that our good is pretty good, but we can do better. And then we can even be better on top of that. And then we can be the best that we can be. Well, Mark just brought up the book, and the first book that we read was The 12-Week Year. So I'm curious, to help the Scaling Up Nation understand, you know, why we read books, the type of books that we read, what we do with those books, anybody want to share that experience? Yeah, I can, I can chime in a bit. I think the book really complements the reason a lot of people joined, or, or any book we're going to be reading that's on self-development or goal setting and holding, uh, being accountable for where we'd like to go and being clear on our vision for the future and, and setting goals that, that comply with that. So I think the book serves as a common learning experience where we're all um, gathering new data, right? learning together as a team. And one thing is we go through it slowly. <laughs> and that's a good thing because especially with nonfiction books that I may put on Audible and I fly through them in a week because I'm driving a lot, you overlook so many important points. And this mastermind group has been the opportunity to dig deeper into each one of those points, give us all the opportunity to maybe set an accountability goal or um, figure out how we can apply that individual truth to our life and then follow through on it and have someone check in and see if we actually did a good job on it. Um, I think that's that's really important. That's really helpful, the pace at which we go through it and the fact that we're doing it with the mastermind as a group and all learning together. We're almost talking the same language as we learn about different aspects of how to organize and how to better ourselves and, and, and the vision we have for the future. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the 12-week year. I think one of the most interesting pieces of it is it really provides a framework for how to think and how to structure not only your day, your week, up to that 12-week year. And it sets it up in, I guess, bite-sized pieces that you can really start to see what the, uh, you can start to see results and effects over a shorter time frame as opposed to setting annual goals. So I thought it was really important for me to start looking at it as, hey, let's set um, goals that still push me, goals that, you know, I need to work and make changes to, to hit, but let's make them a little bit more bite-sized so I can build the momentum of success throughout the year by, you know, doing it every 12 weeks. And that's been awesome. As someone who doesn't like to read a book, I kind of fringed a little bit when Trey said, oh, we're going to read these books. But I had the option of, of getting the book on Audible and listening to it when I was driving and I almost did that. But then I decided that I would get the book in Kindle format and read it electronically. And, and I'm glad I did because there were certain things that were highlighted or bolded and it drew my attention to it. I could go back and reread something that I enjoyed. And I'm not a book reader. I uh, would rather watch a TV program or, or stuff like that. But sitting down, finding time to sit down and read was hard for me. But I see that 
that by doing that, I do, it causes me to set aside time to do things. And if I take that principle that I need to sit down and, and do something and stay focused on it, that simple thing will help me do something else better. So after we read the book, and actually when we were reading the book, we would talk about different questions. We would make sure that we all understood what we were reading. But when we were done reading the book, we then broke up into accountability groups. So, Brian, I'm, I'm curious, how did the accountability group enhance what you read in the book? Yeah, so, like, for example, what I do is once I put together my goal planning and, and the strategies that I wanted to use, what I do is, is I, every day I measure, you know, the 10, 12 little things that I identified that are going to help me achieve these goals record them, measure them. And then when we get together as a group for 10, 15 minutes, we just discuss, hey, this is, you know, I hit every single one every day. Or, you know, I didn't quite get there. This is where I struggled. This is where I need a little bit of help of, you know, how do I get these habits formed properly so that it it makes those goals easy to achieve? I know one of the first things when we broke up into our accountability group was, we all three shared this common goal of a family time. And it was kind of funny when we, we kind of all agreed that we were going to take from 6.30 to 9 o'clock every evening and say there's zero work to be done in there. We're all going to spend time with family. And with that being said, there's a hard stopping point. We don't push things off because all of us know that if we, if we allow, oh, if we're only going to take 15 more minutes, that 15 minutes turns into 20 and before you know it, it turns into 30. And then before you know it, it turns into an hour. And we've wasted that time with our family and we can never get that back. So if something has to be done, we stop, we spend time with our family, and then we pick it back up and, and we finish once the kids have gone to bed, et cetera. And we're not going to sacrifice our family time. And I think that's helped us all out quite a bit. This is Eric here. And uh, just to build on Mark's point, I mean, I think I've been telling myself something similar as to my hard stop line for years, probably. But because I I didn't have anyone holding me accountable or we didn't say it out loud, the simple act of doing that has really helped me focus on that. Uh, Opposed to, yep, one more hour, then it turns to two hours. And the next thing you know, time just, time disappears. So by knowing that weekly, we're having our quick 10, 15 minute call. Hey, how'd we do this past week? That's made a change, a huge change for me. The next thing I want to talk with you guys about is probably the one item that I was most anxious about when we started the Rising Tide Mastermind, and it was the one-to-ones. So time that we spend together with me and, and one of you guys, and normally it goes about a half an hour to an hour, and that's time that we do each and every quarter to talk about anything that you guys want to talk about. A lot of times it's goals. It could be a specific issue. So I'd like for you guys to share not really what we talked about, but what that experience is like and how that has helped you guys with the Scaling Up Nation. Trace, I'll say that when we had our first one, uh, one-to-one, it was uh, I didn't really know what to expect. But what you allowed me to do is to look deeper into what my goals were and what I was doing and how I was reviewing them. And it was nothing more than what you said at the end of the year podcast last year is you've got to track, you've got to measure uh, what you're doing and then keep keep our goals small enough to where we can achieve them. Because if we never achieve our goal, we're always going to think we're a failure. 
But if we're able to make enough progress from one point to another, then that's going to become a habit. And once we form good, better habits, then we're able to to do more things um, and be more productive. And so when you took some of my goals and said, you know, these two, you've got them separate, but they're really one. You need more to find this one better so that it's more understandable or measurable for you to, to do. It really helped me out. And, and that is something that I've never done. I've never set specific goals and then measured them. I've always said, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. And I can convince myself that, yes, I've done this or I've achieved that, but never have sat down and, and broken them down to the degree that you have to make them to where I can be successful. Or even if I don't meet one of my quarterly goals, I know that I can catch back up the next quarter and, and get some feel good. And some people call that emotional deposits. If you want to deposit good things into your emotional bank account, we're going to have enough withdrawals because we're dealing with other people and some people are just rude to us. But when the things that we do, we should have more deposits in our good deposits than, than bad ones. And so that's what this does. It allows us to, to achieve certain things and see some rewards from it and feel good about it. I can chime in a little bit about my experience. And uh, I will say, Trace and I had, had my one-on-one about two weeks ago, and it couldn't have came at a better time. My wife and I just had our first child. So that's at least what insurance categorizes it as, is a life-changing event. And I can sure tell you that's exactly what that's been for me. And it, it kind of causes you to take a step back and say, okay, time is now of the essence, whether it's for work or for family time, uh, or if you're spending time to achieve goals outside of work, right? So what my one-on-one with Trace was, was really helpful for me to clarify my vision, which which has definitely changed since before I had children, uh, and just reevaluate where I'm at, where I'm going, and how I'm going to get there. Something, again, that I've been mulling around in my head for a while, but having Trace facilitating that and asking questions to dig deeper, and then most importantly, at the end or towards the end of, of our one-on-one, Trace just said, I noticed a change in tone of your voice for when you were describing some situation versus another. To me, it sounds like you're either more excited about this avenue or maybe a little more anxious about another avenue. And I took a step back and kind of paused for a minute. I said, wow, I guess that, that's, that's absolutely correct. That makes a lot of sense. No one's given that feedback before. It just helped clarify things that were important to me and how I was going to structure my goals to work towards achieving those. And I guess a third-party account of that would be from my wife when I was explaining how Trace and I's one-on-one went that night at dinner. And she goes, wow, you're really, uh, you're getting your bang for your buck. I didn't know you were getting therapy on this too. <laughs> but uh, that was that was funny. Yeah, for me personally, this is Connor. I uh, I have a tendency to kind of think in these kind of big picture ideas and it's all great when you're doing that. It's it's fun. You can plan. You can think about what you want to do. But then to get into the details of, okay, now how are you going to get there? That's a whole different beast. And so sitting down with Trace, you know, I was able to kind of articulate, hey, here's this vision I have. Um, and here's some, you know, steps along the way that I think I need to accomplish to get there. But he really, you know, was able to kind of dissect it with me and say, let's define this better. How can we measure it? Let's look at that. And really, it was extremely helpful in helping me, you know, get to a point where I felt like 
hey, I'm actually on a track to this vision instead of just talking about it, which is, of course, you know, the goal of all of this. So with mine, it was a little bit unique. I had just finished about four weeks into the 12-week goal that I had. I had finished my biggest goal that I had. So when my one-on-one came, we just we simply just discussed, you know, what are the next steps? You know, we got to change. You know, what do we want to focus on for the next 12 weeks to be able to now, you know, both support the achievement of that goal and then also make sure that I wasn't going to be slipping or lacking in anything else and potentially becoming complacent. So it was it was a good session, uh, something that we were able to just almost freestyle and and just spitball and just pass ideas back and forth. And as I said before, if you look at my calendar, you'll see that there are just all these one-to-ones that are lined up. And I was really anxious about how I was going to fulfill that. And I have an assistant that makes that really easy, and she schedules things so things are at the right time. But I tell you guys, it has become my favorite thing to do to, to talk with one of you and just, you know, figure out what's going on and, and how we can help each other. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. And that is a surprise with me starting the mastermind group. I didn't know that that was going to be the case. It truly is one of my favorite things with the group. So I have two different categories of groups. I have a business owners group and I have a key professionals group. All of you are in the key professionals group. So the question I want to ask you now is you are working for somebody else. What have they been saying or what have they seen since you've been involved in this group? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that one, Trace. I've been really fortunate that the company and, and the region that I work for right now, we have a very similar open communication, really trying to build off of some of the same ideas. So this is just, it, it ended up being perfect because it just reinforces what we're trying to work towards. And then it allows me to come back to them and bring new ideas. So like ways that if somebody brings a problem, like we now in our month or our weekly meetings that we have, you know, this is something that we actually just changed to is, is rather than just simply discussing like a standing agenda, you know, we talked about it and said, you know what, man, maybe we, maybe we have people start bringing some questions, bringing some problems, and then see how we can as a group, uh, as a region, then basically do what we're doing in the mastermind and, you know, provide clarity, better understand it, and build from there. Yeah, similar. We, we, I've had a similar experience, uh, Brian. This is Connor. Our company, kind of around the same time that we started this, across all of our uh, the management across our group of companies, we had started doing a lot of like business coaching, professional development, a lot of the same themes that we cover in this. So this was kind of the perfect segue into something where I can take, you know, what I'm learning there, what I'm learning here, and really have the lessons across that, you know, reinforce each other. But, you know, providing this within the context of other professionals within the water treatment industry has been great too, because the management across those groups is kind of a diversity of different businesses. So it's very, you know, not related to water treatment. And I think, you know, kind of taking the water treatment perspective and that perspective and bringing it together has helped me both on the water treatment side, but then helped me as we go back into that and say, hey, you know, here are some things that we've been talking about in my mastermind and we've started to implement some of that into the training as well. So it's it's been, you know, great. And the synergy between the two has been well worth the value. From a communication standpoint, a lot of the pieces that we've rolled out through the mastermind group I've been able to apply them to my management style. 
in how we're holding each other accountable. I mean, ultimately, the team of people we have on our mastermind group is a, a highly functioning team, right? Who are bringing up problems, addressing them, holding themselves accountable, clarifying their goals, and and developing themselves through you know going together on on, on books. And I think it's a great format for any team that wants to achieve their goals and be highly effective at communicating. So, I mean, I think just those pieces, any one of them are, are helpful to pull across from the frequency of meetings, the structured agenda, but also bigger picture, the new information we're learning and the different perspectives we have on issues. I think it's a, just a great strategy for how we solve problems, at least at, at the company I work at, amongst our team. If someone comes to me with a problem, I'm not going to be quick to jump to it. But what I may do is bring it up on our weekly call and say, hey, can you throw your problem out there? And maybe we'll dissect it a bit or we'll clarify and then we'll all give recommendations. I think that structure is, is great. And it's something I've, I've just adopted into uh, the way we do business or our style. The, the biggest thing that's come out to me is is just that just because something works today doesn't mean that it works well. And, you know, I've been in water treatment for 33 years now and and I've done things a certain way. And I think that I do things pretty well. But I think one of the things that it has shown me is is that I don't do things as productive as I can. And by doing that, I limit what I can get done in a day. So the better you plan, the better you follow through with your plans, the, the better that you have things set aside. I can handle this later. I don't have to stop what I'm doing right now to, to take care of it. It allows you to, to have the time to, A, spend with your customer, deal with the issues, file up on the paperwork, and then it allows you to have time for your family. And the sad part is most of the time we, we let one push to two, two push to three, and all those push you on our family time that we never get back because, oh, this is so important. It's got to be done. But by, by structuring your day and achieving your, your task list, your calendar schedule, it creates time. Uh, for your family by having that hard stop at 6 30 i'm done working until nine i know that i get two and a half hours every night with my family uh, whether they need it or not and so it's that time that i don't have to try to make up later so i think that's the biggest thing is is yeah i get things done i get things done but by working smarter not harder it makes the whole life thing go a lot smoother I'm curious, what is something unexpected that has come out of your membership to the Rising Tide Mastermind? I never thought from time blocking a meeting for one hour once a week would translate to me having designated family time that I actually follow through on so well. I, I never saw that, the, the cause and effect happening. One hour meeting that I'm held accountable for, and now my family gets designated family time better than I ever have in the past. Yeah, I think like everyone else, I was maybe a little bit apprehensive of having, you know, a standing commitment at the same time every week. You know, it's easy as a water treatment professional to say, hey, my schedule's so erratic. I get calls all the time. How could I possibly have a standing meeting at the same time? And one thing that surprised me is, yeah, you if you do it, you can have that meeting every time. You can make it work. Uh, the other thing that has, I guess, been a little bit surprising to me is, 
now I have a second standing meeting every week with actually my accountability group, which is Mark and Eric, who are, are also on this. Uh, you know, so not only did we was I apprehensive about having the one, but now we've implemented a second where we jump on just the three of us and talk for 10, 15 minutes to make sure we're holding each other accountable. So I think the concept works and it's great. And I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that by you know structuring this, I, I've gotten this much out of it. Yeah, I think the big one, too, that really uh, was surprising to me was just how much we all are going through the same thing. And then the trust to be able to share those problems and really be be vulnerable in that communication. And when we do that, that's when we've had some of the most successful meetings is people really opening up and being vulnerable and saying, hey, I think I think that I might even have the problem here. You know, I'm trying to work through a problem and then realizing, you know what, it's things that I need to go take care of. Brian, I'm so glad you brought that up because in order to be vulnerable, we've got to trust each other. And we've shared some things on the calls that uh, we have to keep confidential. So we have a rule that whatever we talk about in the group, what do we say, guys? Stays in the group. Stays in the group. And, you know, I, I think that is paramount with any group that you have to feel safe to bring out whatever issue you need to talk about and know that you're not going to hear about that someplace else. And the group has just been fantastic with that. So my next question is, there are people listening today. It's probably the first time they've ever heard the term mastermind. So now they know a little bit about what we do within the mastermind. If they are considering joining, what advice do you have for them? Do it. Yeah, I think it's a leap, but you have to be prepared. You know, if you're going in, know that if you do it halfway, you're not going to get out of it. You might get 50% of the benefit for 90% of the work. But if you go that extra 10%, you get so much more. So just if you're going to do it, commit. I think one important point to kind of reiterate is that it's the content is not or minimally actually about technical water treatment, but having an audience or team members that are from the industry that have a a good understanding, uh, all with their own different perspectives is really important because we speak the same language to some extent, but it's not just water treatment. It's a, it can be about what you want it to be about, but a lot of on personal development and just becoming a better person if it's in water treatment industry or if it's uh, for your family. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, Eric. Everyone in the group understands the context within which all these problems are occurring. And I think that that's really where the value comes because you don't have to try and spend time explaining the nature of water treatment or what it is that we do everyone kind of gets that so the advice comes within that context which is which is awesome and i think what's key is you've got to be willing to give to receive you can only receive if you hold your hands out but if you hold your hands out you're also allowing you to give things away and so there's going to be weeks when when you're the giver and the advice that you give to people is going to help them do what they do and become better um, but at the same time, there'll be weeks that you are the receiver and you receive uh, so much advice from these other guys and, and gals that you're on the phone call with, that you're in the community with, that's going to just make you say, hmm, that's what's going on or that's why this is happening. And so understand there'll be weeks that you know that you benefit greatly. There'll be weeks that I didn't get a whole lot this week. But that's okay because your week's coming. 
So what didn't we talk about today? What do you think the Scaling Up Nation needs to know about the Rising Tide Mastermind? I think that, that one of the things we didn't talk about is that each, each person that, that wants to join the mastermind group uh, goes through an interview process with you, Trace. And, and the reason for that is because you're going to be part of a group and, and you, also, you, you need to give, you need to be open to share your experiences, to share your knowledge, because if you're not, all you're doing is taking from the group. And in order for the group to be successful, we need 10 people in the group that's going to be committed to making the call. We need 10 people in the group that's going to be willing to give advice. We need 10 people in the group that's going to be holding us accountable for what we're trying to do. If if only five people are sharing that, are committed to this group, our group's not complete. We don't get the variety of information that, that we need. So A, are you committed? You, you've got to be committed to want to be a better person, to do things better. And you got to commit to make the meetings because if you're not, you're you're taking from the group, and that's not a good thing. You're not a valuable member, and that's we want people who want to be a part of the group, who want to contribute, who want to receive, and that's I think that's the biggest thing. It's it's not just a, a social hour. We don't get together and just talk about what's going on to make each other feel good, and we have to be vulnerable. We have to be able to share our our deficiencies so that we can become better at what we do. So you got to be humble, and everybody knows how humble I am. <laughs> I do think it's important to reiterate the fact that there is a very clear structure on every call. So, you know, we, we know what to expect every week. We follow it, and it keeps us on track. So there's not this risk of something coming up at the beginning that disrupts the whole hour, and then you get off thinking, man, I wish, you know, that wouldn't have happened and we would have accomplished X. Really, the structure that we follow and we stick to, everyone knows it, and that structure provides a lot of value. Yeah, and I really think that structure is really one of the biggest strengths of it. Uh, And that's something that I've tried to do in meetings that I have now, is make sure that people have a clear understanding of what the goal of the meeting is understanding, you know, what, what is the process going to look like so that, you know, if we have an hour long meeting that we walk out after an hour and said, man, every single minute of that was productive and helped me. I'm trying to think of a good way to phrase it, but I'll just go with it. I mean, there's, there's not many self-development opportunities that you are not getting paid hourly or on your salary for it before. This is a genuine group of people getting together for a common goal that's not financial profit, it's self-betterment. A lot of my experience has been at companies giving training or companies working together in a cross-functional team. This is something outside of your day job to work on yourself. And it's been really helpful. It's it's a different category of where I spend my time that wasn't there before. Uh, and, and it's helped all the other categories or, or how I spend my time and, and how I structure my day. I think that the fact that we do pay to be a part of it makes a huge difference. I think that really helps filter out and make sure that everyone really is committed. And it's kind of that sunk cost. Maybe that has a negative connotation associated with it. But because we've invested in this, we take it seriously, we participate. And I think that that really is important versus, you know, doing it for free because everyone is invested and everyone wants to make the most of it. Well, let me ask this, the fact that you pay for it, do you feel you're getting the value out of it? Oh, absolutely. I think 
the ROI on it is incredible. I, it doesn't even feel like a cost to me. You know, we, we get four hours uh, of our structured meetings per month, one a week. Uh, we get the one-on-one, but really the relationships we're building, the tools we're learning pay huge dividends in terms of my efficiency. One of the things that you always hear about in the water treatment industry is, you know, you got to assign a, an hourly rate to your time. Well, this one hour I'm investing each week, plus, you know, the associated costs more than pays for itself in the increased efficiency I gain the rest of the week in getting more done during those 39 hours. Well, Mark Lewis, Connor Parrish, Eric Russo, and Brian Fisk, thank you so much for coming on the show, letting the Scaling Up Nation get a little peek inside the Rising Tide Mastermind. And uh, I think some people understand now what it is, and uh, and that's because of you guys. So thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Trace. Thank you, Trace, Trace for having us. Trace. Thanks, Trace. I again want to thank Mark Lewis, Eric Russo, Connor Parrish, and Brian Fisk. I know you all have heard them on the podcast before. Eric Russo was episode 111. Connor Parrish was episode eight. He was one of the first episodes that I recorded. In fact, it was Connor that really drove me to do the podcast when he found out that I was thinking about doing a podcast three years ago. He would call me on a regular basis asking me if I hadn't done it yet. So Connor, thank you for that. Brian Fisk was on episode 109. And then there's Mark Lewis. Well, Mark Lewis was on episode 31, 34, 112. I've, of course, interviewed him at various events that we both attended together. And he's got another episode coming out in a few weeks where he's going to share what he does or how he counsels people to help with neglected accounts. So be sure to tune into that. But I'm sure glad that those four guys came on the show and shared their firsthand experience with you. As you can tell, we all have a lot of respect for each other. And what has resulted to that respect are some very, very deep conversations that we've had within the mastermind and also within the one-to-ones that they described on the interview. As you know, my goal is to raise the bar across the entire water treatment industry. I've said before, a rising tide raises all ships. And now, of course, you know where I got the name for the mastermind, the Rising Tide Mastermind. Getting together once a week for exactly one hour has given us all grounding that allows us to execute every other hour in the week better. There's so much that happens within that hour, and there's also so much that happens in addition to that hour. Some of those items, as I mentioned, are the weekly video call that meet for exactly one hour. You got a little peek inside to what that hour contains, but we start and we stop exactly on one hour. That way you can keep a standing appointment and schedule all the other things that you need to do before and after it. We get together on video calls so you can see everybody. You have that face contact, but you don't have to be at a particular place in order to do the call. There are books that we read, and folks, it's not just the fact that we are reading books. We're reading books, one, that are relevant, 
but we're reading them in a way that we're actually processing them as we read them. And then we're making changes based on those books, changes that will help us with all the other things that we are doing in life. They're quarterly one-to-ones with me. That's where we meet one-to-one, one member with me. And we can talk about whatever we need to talk about. And I tell you, I mentioned this earlier. I'm going to mention it again. It has become one of my favorite activities to do. I've liked all the individuals that are within the Rising Tide Mastermind group. But because of the quarterly one-to-ones, I've really gotten to not only know, but appreciate the individuals within the group. And I just look forward to those each and every time that I do them. It also includes a live event. We've had to postpone our live event. It was supposed to happen this month, actually right now. But because of the issues with the virus, we've rescheduled that. And we're going to do that at a later date. So we are preparing for that as we speak. Now, you might be asking, what is this live event? And this is where the group really comes together because we physically come together as a group. Now, we have speakers, workshops, different exercises. We have socials, a lot of really good camaraderie, but it's all designed to get us supercharged So we can go back and face our regular day-to-day better equipped. The live event is just fantastic. It's one of my favorite things that we do in the group. Now, maybe this sounds good to you, but let me be perfectly clear. This group is not for everyone. You have to commit to be present for the group. As was mentioned earlier, there is an interview process. There actually is an application. Once the application is reviewed, we schedule a time where you and I can speak together and we really look if this is the right group for you. I want to make sure you know exactly what it is that you're getting into. During the interview, we will find out if this group is right for you. I'm looking for potential members that will enhance the group because, as you heard from the dialogue from the interview, These guys are really getting a lot out of each other. So we want to make sure that we're bringing people in that can enhance that. I don't say that to intimidate anybody. I just say that because this is a very high performing group and we need to make sure that the individuals are fully going to commit that join the group. And I'm sure that leaves you with the question, is the Rising Tide Mastermind right for you? Now, I don't know the answer, but I will help you explore it. I want to do it with this. Here's some questions that I'm going to leave you with. How are you getting better? How do you challenge yourself? Who do you get advice from? Who holds you accountable? Do you have a means to help you discover what you don't know you don't know? And here's my last question. Do you have a group of people that you trust to help you through the issues that life comes with? And wouldn't it be better if you did? Folks, I would love it if you would check out scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind to see if this is the right group for you. 
Above all else, I would love it if you have a solid answer to each one of the questions that I just asked you. Start looking for ways that you can fulfill those questions. And the answer doesn't have to be the rising tide mastermind, but the answer does need to be one that pushes you, that encourages you, that makes you better at what you do and makes the person better who is doing it. If you do that, then I know I've completed my mission to raise the bar in the water treatment industry one person at a time. Have a great week, folks. Since we started the Rising Tide Mastermind in early January this year, we have successfully filled up two groups. We're looking at starting our third group. So if you want to be a member of this exciting new group, please go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash mastermind to see if this group is exactly what you were looking for.